Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Why am I saying that? Because A.J. Hoffman, two plus years, right? He's impressed me more today maybe than, than ever. Whoa. Maybe everything combined. No. But today he's been a monster. He's got something that Fez is betting thousands of dollars. Is that fair to say? Yes. He came up with a handicap. He originated A.J. Hoffman, and there's thousands of dollars being bet from Fez and money from A.J. Yep. Let's get straight to it. Okay. So you said your, your task for us was to find something that not everybody's talking about. You can tell he thinks he's got a good one because he's clearing his throat right now. He's getting everything. <clears throat> he's also, he's, he also has a preamble going Yeah, on. that's what so I'm saying. That's his setting. He's setting, setting yeah. it up. Like, Go ahead, A.J. Hold on. We're going to isolate the camera on you. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. <laughs> this game is being played at... <laughs> An elevation that is almost twice as high as any previous Super Bowl. You know, if he was in court and he had to defend himself, he'd sound like this on the stand. Like he's enunciating his words a little better. You notice that? This is legal. This is judge talk. What, yeah. is, yeah. what is the elevation in Vegas? 1900? Uh, 2057. <laughs> he's got this all figured out. All right. The, the highest elevation ever played at a Super Bowl is 1100 feet in Tempe, Arizona. So it's almost double. Almost double. So it, my thought was, Thinner air. The kicks are kicks are going to go further, and you can play longest punts. You can play kick returns, like you said. I think there. Well, I don't. Let's be clear. We think there's less kick return. I don't think. I think there might be one kick return. So the over under now is three. Three, three and, and a half. half. Mm. Now, did we bet that already? We did not. I told you to though. Mm, then we, then I did. Okay. I think you had trouble finding it. This sounds like an off-the-air conversation. <laughs> um, this is one fascinating thing. You're going you're to be okay. You're going to be, you're gonna be like so like you're going to be amazed that uh-huh. I did this. I went through and looked at the kicking stats on every dome team in the NFL, mm-hmm. and it turns out that if, if you just looked at when their kickers on their home games with their kickers, eighty percent of kickoffs are touchbacks. Right? Okay. It makes sense. Perfect weather. So like Miami just played um, Kansas City and was like sub-zero. And there's a lot of kicks returns uh, because you can't. So, so it's a scenario. Where it's almost like rushing in the first three quarters versus the f- fourth quarter. People always say, well, you don't establish the run. If you actually look at rushing in the first three quarters when it's about getting yards, you end up where it, it's correlated great to good results. But in the fourth quarter, it becomes all about a team with the lead keeping the lead. So the theory is you blend them together, and it gives something that's not a true representation. It, there's two states, but neither of them look like the blend. What you're talking about, I saved this. What you're talking about <laughs> is that in the cold, 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 it might be 70% of the kicks get returned, or if the wind's blowing in the face. Yeah. But in good conditions... It, you're going to have a vast majority of kicks not get returned. Exactly. My only concern, I could not understand this, why this happened. I looked at our Raiders, and only 65% of the kicks, the home, home when the Raiders kick off, are touchbacks, only 65%. And on the road, it's actually higher for the Raiders. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't understand But it. But here's the thing. I told AJ when we were talking in the break room, you shouldn't look at the Raiders at all because, mm-hmm. because the Raiders are – it's all about that one kicker. Why not look at the uh, the try the road teams in? That's a, that, that's a good point. But but I couldn't understand why the Raiders, when they went on the road, because they are at the highest elevation other than Denver. They if their if their kickers don't kick deep, that's fine. But why do they seem to kick deep, deeper on the road than at home? So here's the question. I would and maybe look this up, AJ. Is I would look at the kick return. What is the average starting field position? 
if Vegas is actually high on that list, that means these, they're trying to kick Maybe it. Maybe the mortar kicking to the two. That's yeah. a good point. I mean, I don't know. Which is unusual now in the NFL. Teams just say, screw it, we're just going to kick it you know, out of the end zone. Yeah. But and, and, and kickoff returns have gotten much more savvy where they, the special teams coaches realize, you know what? Get hit with the holding mm-hmm. call. Start on the nine yard line. Plus, it's like, you're starting on the twenty five. Exactly, exactly. Which is why that's like, the difference. The twenty versus the twenty five. You know, just let the damn kick hit the ball on the ground what, one yard into the end zone and take the touchback. One of the best bets that I used to do and give out every year was the opening kickoff to not be a touchback of the Super Bowl because you'd always get plus money wait, on so, it. So wait a minute, you were ahead of um, McAfee on this one? No, no, no. no. Oh, we yeah. All right, all right. something. Just the I, very I, first one because of the football. No, that I didn't know. That oh, okay, was not okay. that was not part of my handicap. When McAfee came out with that, it was like supporting my thing. Mm-hmm. My whole thing was that these players are all amped up and everyone wants to make a play in the Super Bowl, so they take the ball out or mm-hmm. you know, they run and, it. And it's worked but didn't work last year. Two straight years. Two straight hasn't years worked. hasn't worked. But okay. but so it's been four which of the last right after McAfee came out with yeah, it. Four of the last thirty-two Super Bowls have featured uh touchbacks. Only four. But it's two for two in the last two years. I think it has more to do with starting the ball and starting on the 25, not the 20 now. Well, that's and certainly a, a, a of good course. point by RJ. But also, do, you don't think the NFL doesn't listen to McAfee and well, say, yeah, look, I think look that, we got we got we to gotta be yes. – we got to have a game-ready ball. Which is why the touchback now is like minus right. four. The they don't want it to feel like there's like inside information. Yes. Which is why cause the touchback now is like minus 450. Yeah. Plus, I don't think most people – and we want to get back to AJ. I don't think most people are going to – if we figure out the math on this, and we'll tune in next week, and we'll give you all the results, but I don't. If the math in us backs up the theory that the altitude's causing the ball to go further, I'm betting most betters aren't going to be thinking about that, and thus I'm less inclined to bet because the, that there's not going to be a touchback if if the if the right. air tells us there's likely a and touchback. anyone who golfs in Vegas knows the ball just travels really further than I just thought I was long, long. Yeah. long. Long, how, long. How, how much is that affected indoors, though? Same thing. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's yeah. the, uh, the atmosphere. Yeah, we, yeah. It's not a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I, but I will say this. I've been in a couple, a couple domes. The Vegas dome or you know, Legion or whatever is more airy than – I mean, they have a – Yeah, open, they can open it up, yeah. But – well, no, what I'm saying is there's an area that's open all the time, it feels like. It, it's like. It's like a window that's open. On the la- it's, it's I'm not talking about the ceiling. I'm talking about like a ce- yeah, one yeah. of the one of the window panels or whatever. And it really feels like you get a little not much of a yeah. breeze, but like it's a really pleasant osmosis. But, <laughs> I think osmosis is when you can, when you uh, something seeps into you without your knowledge. Like that's what people would say. I'm reading by osmosis. I'm putting the book under my my pillow. Ooh. I think. What yeah, you you're thinking? right. I, I I was thinking like like you got a balloon and all the molecules like like intermingle. That's too advanced for me. I don't, I don't know. John so could ha- answer. So we're gonna have to find out if those doors are gonna be open or not for the Super Bowl. Are they are they ever closed? Uh, I mean, they open and close. Okay. Uh, no, yeah. Because I don't even if it was storming outside, I don't think anything would get in. That's interesting. The way that it is. But again, I was I was you know. I was in a luxury box. I don't know. Really <laughs> <laughs> so, so how are you betting this? Okay, so, and yes, we did get down on that, Fez. But I, rather than lay the juice on that, which is now minus 350 under three and a half uh, kick returns, I like under the, the longest kick return, under 27 and a half yards. Because if I think there's only going to be one or two. Oh, well, I hate that. Okay. But let's think about this now. They decide to take it out. Mm-hmm. And you're saying they only get two, and they they might have three attempts, mm-hmm. and you would still win the under. 
if it goes three, the odds of them returning short of the 27 and a half every time seems like minuscule. Well, think about how stupid the kicker returner has to be. It's like he, he, I'm, I'm, I'm three yards deep. I grab the ball. Clearly, he thinks he's going to return to 28 yards every time he does a return or he wouldn't return it. And there's going to be more than one kick at the can. I don't like yeah, this bet. Yeah. I mean, here's the question. If you're comparing the two bets, is – is there ever a time there's four kick returns? If there's four kick returns, you're dead. That, that you could ever win the other you're, you're, you're bet. Dead. But, but I tell you this: if there's three kick returns, I would bet even money one of them's more than twenty-seven. I, I would half. bet over twenty-seven half if there were three kick yeah. returns. So to me, like, right? Because I'm not there, saying that. I'm just saying what I know is the under three and a half is a better bet. I okay. don't know that the over but twenty-seven the under half, half is minus three hundred. So that's oh, it's up to minus three hundred. Oh, yeah. No, it's up to minus three fifty now. All right, and yep. what was the open? Uh, minus three hundred. Okay, so they knew that, and that's the thing. When you're on those small volume things, they got to go that half. You know, and, and, it's almost and, like a run and, line. And what, and, and yeah, and what pros do is they 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 calculate a probability distribution function. RJ knows all about this. So mm. if the median is two, for instance, all right, then two might hit forty percent of the time. Well, if the median is two, they'd go two and a half, wouldn't they? Well, um, I'm just well, let's just say it's two. All right. Uh-huh. So okay. so, it, so if it was two was forty percent, then one would be like twenty five percent. And three would be twenty five percent. So now, now that's ninety percent that it's going to go under three and a half if the number's two. Yeah. So a couple things. And, and you're using hypothetical. Yeah. Now, yeah. And, and like a normal distribution, typically. I'm just so. trying to yeah. approximate the tail. Yeah. So these two kick returners, Ray Ray McLeod, Richie James, both in the bottom ten of yards per return. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod's returned 10 kicks this year, 22 yards. Ray Ray McLeod plays four. For the 49ers. Of course. 22 yards per. And then Richie James, who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, nine returns, 20 yards per. The long for McLeod this season is 34. The long for Remember now, that doesn't mean the 34-yard line. No, that's the longest return. Exactly. So so if you're getting 20, you're all – I mean, if you get three – yeah, I, again, I, I have to put my pencil to paper on is the minus 300 better? But, boy, it, it, it feels like the minus 300 only matters if you get to four, which, again, I know everyone could say lay the big number. It only matters. Like, that's what you know some people in Purdue said or whatever, right? But Hey, they won tonight. Overtime. <laughs> but I guess, I guess the question to me is that just seems screwy that you would think three is a very valid number. That's why you made it three and a half. But then – that's an interesting question. What would you make the odds if, if we knew there was three? What would be the over under on where the yard best yard line would be? There's three returns. Well, I'm, just, I'm not going to use yard line. I'm just going to say distance of the return, and I would say 28 and a half. Right, which, by definition, it seems like a lot of. So you're saying if they're five yards deep, they get out to the, you know, five yards less than what you just said, 23 and a half. Well, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to return once, like maybe three yards deep in the end zone, once from the goal line and once from their own two. You know, there's going to be a, there's going to be a different a disparity between. How's the how's the Kansas City kicker when it comes to 88 percent touchback rate? And what's the league average? Uh, I don't have that. I'll find that. Real it's quick. more like 75. Is that right? Yeah, that's why San Fran. That's why San Fran is a or Kansas City is like a minus one sixty favorite to have the longest kick return for that reason. Getting back to Scott, if we talked about banking two bets in opposite directions that hedge nicely. I like the idea of bet under three and a half, mm-hmm. but that very first kick, we're getting a nice plus price and betting there won't be a touchback. And you said it's like plus three fifty. 
Oh yeah, it's minus three fifty that it will be a touchback. What's mm-hmm. the plus though? Oh, uh, the plus is a little bit two sixty. Yeah, it should be something like that. So if ever if there if there's if you told me there's only one kick all game that got returned, which one is it? It would be the first kick, I would say. So I looked back at the at the last couple Super Bowls that have been in Arizona, the, uh, the next closest elevation Super mm-hmm. Bowls. Uh, in 2023, which was last year, there was just one kick returned uh, in the game. It was an 11-yard return. Then I look back at the last one, 2015, three kick returns, 16 yards average, 23 was the long kick. Uh, yeah. So what's what's the average for the year on kick returns I'll for all teams? That, 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 that's really – because I, th- I, th- I don't think there would be much of a difference. I think by definition, I mean, there's going to be a few mortar kicks. All right, so AJ, we've talked about the theory – now the execution, and I think the punting is very interesting, and, and your numbers really back this up. Yeah, so I, on your advice, I took out <laughs> the Raiders punter because obviously you don't want him to, to be yeah, half of be the like sample size. Half of the size. punts, which means how good is he is the question. Right. So the, Real quick, if you wanted to use him, you just have to compare him to him on the road. Mm-hmm. Sure. The, the, the league average for punts this season – is forty six point seven yards per punt. Now is that is that net gross? That's gross. Okay, which means for those not in finance, before the return. Yes. Okay. The average punt for Raiders opponents in Allegiant Stadium fifty point three yards per punt. So that's interesting. So right there, Fez, that tell now listen. There's only eight punters, but in theory, it's going to be a medley of the rest of the league. It's going to be pretty close to the league. That that two plus yards is meaningful. Yeah, three point six. Oh, it was th- okay. Wow, I didn't even hear. Yeah, it. and so the average punt, like the average punt for those opponents, only one of them in nine games finished below the league average line. So they always kicked longer. So eight out of nine, it was above average. Was here. was over forty six point seven. Now I would. That's interesting. The whole median issue versus mean. It's or even like the salami issue. It seems like you can have a fifteen yard shank. Just as easy as having a 60-yard kick. So maybe there's a little push to the over on the mean just because you do have occasionally an 85-yarder, but and you never have, you know. But, but I guess that's even – would you think there's a bias towards the mean being too big because of the gigantic upside or or not? That's a great question. I'm trying to think. Is it more likely to have, like, a extreme short punts or extreme long punts? So a 10-yard punt – Versus a 70-yard punt. I think the 70s are – I think it's much more likely you boom it over the, the kick returner's head. It bounces on the 15, goes out of the end zone. I think I think the 80-yard punts are, are – I think a 70-yard punt is much more common than a 20-yard punt. Okay. I agree. I think so, yeah. All right. So looking at the long punts, because both these punters' props are set at 55 and a half. All right. So just to be clear, what, we, what Fez just said and AJ agrees is you would want to look at the median but not the mean because the mean's going to be a little bit inflated because there's those outliers on top. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. So looking at that 55 and a half number, I looked at the long for each kicker who kicked an Allegiant this year. Six and three to the over 55 and a half for their longest punts. So we've got a 48, which was the lowest, a 53, a 54, and then 57, 59, and the rest are in the 60s. Okay. So what we're saying is it's 6-3, and three, which looks good, but it's skewed in a way where it could have much more easily been 8-1 and one than, let's say, 6-3 and three becomes 
uh, let's say five and four or, or or four and five. You know, and we're brainstorming as we do this. The only slight concern I have is that the Raiders were a defensive team by the end of the year. So I would imagine that their games averaged more punts than what the Super Bowl is lined at currently seven and a half punts. Okay, but their defense, let's think about this now. Their offense was no good. They had more punts, but that doesn't matter. It's at eight and a half punts now, by the way. I've got the number Same. of punts that I, each I, one I, of these I, teams I, had. We got to slow down. We okay. got to slow down. So what did you say? It's at eight and a half punts now, not seven and What's a half. What's the big? Plus 115 to the over, minus 150 to the under. Okay, so eight is the number. Now, does that tell number. us that, that is that, a, is that a leading indicator on the under itself? No. No? It's too What, what would drive What would drive punts? More than you just don't think these teams are going to score. Uh, ball control offense. So teams a lack of explosive. Teams going forward on fourth down. There's a lot that in terms. But they, of they just went up, so they're saying teams not going yeah. for it, right? Yeah. I think the seven and a half was used to the over, though. I, I think this is just the big. It, it, it's basically been eight. So my question is, in general, I think we've watched a league that goes for it more aggressively than Shanahan or Andy Reid. So that would mean what? More punts. More punts and more field goals, right? Yep. yep. So in general, when we when it comes to that, do we all agree with that? Yes. And we're saying the longer – it's not so much they're going to be accurate, but they're going to potentially make longer ones because mm-hmm. that's what altitude tends to do, right? All right, go ahead, AJ. Yeah, so the – and each punter, I, I looked at – I obviously want to compare what they did in the reg, like the other games compared to what they did here in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. All nine of these punters, if you take their average – they kicked 3.3 yards more per punt in Allegiant than they did on their season Which average. lines up very closely, so I like that. So I think it's fair. Let's be conservative and say you're gaining about three yards because of the altitude. Yes. All right. That seems consistent with, like, when I golf, I hit – it seems – Scott, you golf, right? Mm-hmm. You so, know within three yards, like, you, like you're hitting 123 off the tee with the one wood instead of 120? But, when not, I moved here, I had to add 15 yards to every one of my clubs. But it was the joke about his club. Uh, his one would be at 120. That was yeah, the key. That, that, okay. I, they're totally right. Oh, right, 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 right. So think about what Scott's saying. So, so if he if if he hits his his seven iron, you know, 160. Now he's hitting at 175. Yeah, I noticed right? it right away. So well, he's hitting at like 10 percent more. I mean, my, my kid hitting baseballs. Like my kid was clear. Like he was shocked that he was clearing fences here that he wouldn't have cleared at sea level. Yeah, but with his, wouldn't it go up by percentage? So his three hundred, if he had a three hundred yard drive, it'd go to three thirty. I think I'm not I, a I think golfer RJ. Right. This is just I, my estimation of what clubs I, I should use. I, I, think, I think he's doing an approximation <laughs> yeah. of with like his six iron. But yeah, yes, obviously it's his driver like twenty five yards further. But he said fifteen yards 10. on every club. Yeah, it well, was very that's, that's not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not going to work on his pitching wedge. Maybe that's why your game's been off. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not. Unless, a unless we get this He's going over un- the three. Unless the trajectory is such that the nine iron is in the air so much longer than the four iron. Well, what about possible. if they put the ball in a humidifier? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just think I, I'll be honest with you. In Ohio, near ground level. I had a seven wood. I like to hit from the fairway. I once I got below like the the six iron, I wasn't good with the <laughs> irons. Like the five, I'd rather hit a seven wood. I can't lie. And I'm gonna guess you loved it when it was like like in the in the short rough with the seven wood because you could just sweep. Yeah. Well, we would we we the, well we played winter rolls. But 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 even so, <laughs> like a pristine fairway 
for like a hacker or not hacker, but for, but for an average golfer, you don't want the ball like an artificial on, on artificial turf. You want a little grass beneath it. It ah. helps elevate. For me, I would much rather be in the sitting light up rough. a little higher. Exactly, especially a seven wood or uh, a five sometimes wood. I'd slip a tee on it. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So really. It's not like a dream scenario because, oh, let's be concerned about it. But there's nothing substantial that says this is not a good play. It's Everything's either a question or good evidence, mm-hmm. it seems to me. Yes. All right, so now the question is, and remember, this is something typically we've done the same game parlay on. And who's at that at the behest of? DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, where you could bet $5 on any NFL game, though there is one left. Get $200 in bonus bets when you sign up using the promo code RJ. How much in bonus bets? 200 now. We're Ooh. back. Back to 200 hmm. you know, They can take it away. They That's can right. give it back. Who knows? It might, might be zero next week. Could. They, you might have to pay them. Take advantage like, of Like them. the old days. You might have to pay them to bet. <laughs> Listen, I've said it once. I'll say it again. They believe that when you go in, you're, they're going to get the money. So they're willing to say, imagine you have a gentleman's club. And let's say they say mathematically every guy between the ages of 21 and 31 that walks in this door, we make $1,000 from. Now, if they can get you in for free, they're going to get you in. If they can make you pay at the door, you don't have a Nevada ID, let's say. Oh, wait, that's different. <laughs> Is if they make you pay at the door, they'll get, they'll, they want that. But if the, if there's a strip club across the, oh wait a gentleman's club across the street, and now all of a sudden they're free to enter, guess what happens? A lot of people are going over there. Mm-hmm. Now it's like wait a minute for that cover charge we just lost a thousand ahead. No That's why there's guys on the strip saying we'll give you a ride to the club in a limo. Come on. It's a good example. <laughs> is in general, DraftKings is competing with. Competition, and they're saying, we think we can still make money this way. And you know what? They're thinking about that broadly. They don't know how good you are at batting. They don't know how much you learn from the Dream Preview, from Fez, from everyone, from other places even. right? If you're, if you're listening to this pod, we've got a proven fact you're above average intelligence. I mean, we, at this point, I don't think there's any question about that. We, let's just say our, our, our visitors that come by are usually smarter than some of the hosts. 33% are engineers, let's yeah, face it. It's a high level. So you're, I don't care what your education is, you're a person that likes to use your brain. That means you've got, you're better than the average guy going in there or the gal. Thus, this is the perfect storm. you got DraftKings paying more bonuses than it's even reasonable. It's almost beyond, like, how do they do that? How could, well, they do that because there's a lot of dummies, all right? And they're, listen, I think the DraftKings experience is the best I've ever seen on an online book. Myself, I mean, it's just smooth, the same game parlays. And, and a big part of this, is it's almost like when you order that Omaha Steaks and they give you like the, like all the great steaks that for like $29.95. And how do they do that? Because it's such good steak that they know you're going to order again. And again, you're going to like the interface so much. They have a better product than everyone else. So they just got to get you to use it once. And then you're going to be a customer for life. Yeah. So... The question, but it's not even that they want you for a customer. They want losing customers. They want to give everyone a shot to win. But if let's just say this: if everyone's winning, all of a sudden there's no money for the bonuses. So, in general, it's about: are you the kind of person that's going to just be giving the money away? And if so, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. 
But I'll say this, if you're a person that doesn't just give it away, if you think about what you do, try to be logical, try to get better, this is a sweetheart deal. I mean, Faz, let's be candid, is there's no logic to how other than them being very sure they're going to win to give this much, right? So if you feel like you have a chance to win or even break even, this is a juicy – and and the thing about DraftKings, they continue with the – like they have – I'm not, you know, I'm in Nevada, so I don't get to play there all the time. But you can log into their app. You can, so I've been monitoring, and the smoothness has been unbelievable. But it seems like every day, or at least every week in the NFL, they give you like a, some kind of bonus, like some kind of boosted. They have like boosted same game parlays. Yeah, they, absolutely. Usually the places would be all right, you get twenty percent when you sign up, you get whatever when you sign up, and back in the we old get day, reload bonuses all the time too. Yeah, which is now that was also in the other places eventually, but they never gave you like juicy stuff daily, like because you're it was like the members already didn't get treated as well in the past as the ones they wanted to get. Absolutely. Now it seems like they know retention matters, so they keep giving you a lot of sweetheart deals. And listen, this is the first time I've kind of talked about this, but this weekend I was looking during the games at the same game parlays. It blew my mind the way they were updating like 200 propositions on on the game every play. And even if you're just a player prop guy, so you can bet oh, like, 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 look, Detroit's playing Laporta. Suddenly that he was supposed to be injured. Dude is fine, and you can play him. You can play him over five and a half catches because you, now you don't have to guess what from the injury reports. You see it with your own eyes. He's at 100. percent And not to mention these stats we were looking at about if you're leading for if you get the first score, if you're leading after first. This is the kind of stuff you can really take advantage of. So DraftKings, you you download their app, typically is the yep. best way to do it. And you just now a little bit of thing, because I did just download it. You can if you just search for DraftKings, you can get their fantasy app, you can get their sportsbook app. Now you can do what you want, but the sportsbook app is specific. It's different than the fantasy. Is that what you've seen, Scott? Yes. Okay, so keep that in mind. Use the promo code RJ and you get the 200. That's RJ. All right, so finish up. Let's get let's give the what you think are the picks here, AJ. So and then we can talk about the potential of a same game parlay. I like the over both punters longest punt fifty five and a half yards, uh, and I, I would say no. I'd say each punter two. And they're making two wagers. Yes. Okay. You're going you're going to go ahead and list the punters' names. First wager one is Townsend over fifty five and a half yards longest punt. Kansas City's punter and San Francisco's punter. What are we betting? There? Mitch Wisnowski. Longest punt over 55 and a half yards. Now that's has not gone up a little bit. It, yes, up to 56 and a half now. So. Current market on DraftKings though, uh-huh. 54 and a half for Kansas City, 55 and a half for the 49ers. So better numbers at DraftKings. Yes. Hey, yes. and no, and no player is listed. So let's say in the event that Tommy Townsend gets hurt and somebody else has to punt for the Chiefs, all it says is Kansas City Chiefs longest punt over 54 and a half minus 115. For the 49ers, right, over right. 55 and a half minus 120. Hold on, hold on. That's interesting because it, that can only, it seems like that only hurts you, though, right? Because no, it helps some, you. How? Oh, if you, if you no, have a backup. Right. Yeah, you're right, of course. Yeah, yeah, if you have a backup in there, but the odds, it's almost like listing pitchers. But, or the, not. but, but the odds, the odds, exactly. That's a good, yeah. you know, but the odds of any non punter punting at 56 yards are the yeah, odds exactly. of me throwing the football. But you'd rather, yards. but if, if if the punter gets hurt the day before the game and he doesn't punt, then there's there's no, no action. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I would say Ooh, this. That's a, now that's a savvy point because yeah. this way we don't want action. Whereas yeah. if we bet it this way, we, we really are screwed. Exactly. Yeah. But let's 
be honest. The odds of the punter getting injured in a way that in he doesn't play is I don't yeah. know if that's ever. Ha- I mean, let's just say it's a long shot. Yeah. It's just we try to think it. Yeah. Hey, we're thinking here. You know what? Also, is a way to hit this without even having a re- really good punt is what if the team comes after the punt? Sometimes they don't even return it and they just let it bounce and roll. That's a good point. Yeah. And you could wind up getting a sixty something yard yes. punt when it only goes twenty something yards well, in the air and they just let or, it bounce the and end roll. End of the game, there's scenarios. Twenty seconds exactly. left. Eight, eight seconds left in the game and they just send they're everybody. They're just they're sending everybody to come block. Now, now one thing I did want to Real say Real quick, I want to talk on that subject for a second. Because in the I think it was a San Francisco game, Detroit had the ball late in the first half and they were gonna punt. But San Francisco kept their defensive team on the field because yep. it was it was such a you, fake situation. Were fake it, yep. And that's a situation that if you're even on your own forty three, if they if it goes into the end zone, mm-hmm. all of a sudden this it thing, can bounce and roll in the end zone. Yeah. yeah. So I think that in general, there's a lot of ways to get to that that maybe aren't obvious. Yes. I would be cautious about parlaying these two together. I would not do that because I do think it's not extreme, but there's somewhat of a negative correlation in punts. If one team, for instance, if you told me one team punts five times, I think it's likely the other team punts less. Now, why is that? Let's think that through. I'm just thinking if, if it's a one That means short drives, it seems. It seems like the drive count goes up. Yeah, that's a punt. good point. I'm not certain of this. I'm thinking of a one-sided game. If uh-huh. there's a one-sided game, one team's going to punt like tw- two times more than the other team. Yeah. So if you expect a blowout, you don't like it that, as much. That, that's a great point. But maybe, yeah, maybe if it's a close game, then it's playing out. If one team punts a lot, then the other team should be punting a lot also. I'll tell you this. I'm, I think it's related, AJ, and you can jump in. If you think about Belichick's games in the last couple of years when he's had these real tight, high-pressure games like the Brady game, he was playing old-school football, punting a lot, punt, whatever. Punt, and punt, what happens, punt. the other team, if the other guy's going for it, you feel like you got to go for it. If the other guy's punting, you tend to punt. Uh, you know, it's, I'm a, I you talk me into it. I'm going to recant what I said. Yeah. I think it's okay to, to parlay them together. And I would say five years ago, it might have been neutral. But yeah. I think now, if Dan Campbell makes the other t- guy want to go for it more. or And, you know, I heard um, it was Lombardi said, and I think this is interesting. He thought because Detroit didn't go for it at halftime before the half. That Dan Campbell, he was like thinking, oh, I went against my nature. Yeah. And he was so aggressive in the second half, I thought. so. But you got anything else? I had one, I had one more prop that I wanted to present and see, see what the math was like, Fez. Uh, Wisnowski, the punter for San Francisco, particularly kicks to the, the corners, likes to kick it out of bounds, unreturnable type kicks. He has had 57 punts this season. He's kicked two touchbacks. The prop for no on him to have a touchback is minus 430. Is that out of whack? So no is minus 430. It's probably a good bet, but I would say— So you're thinking yes. I was thinking no. No, he's thinking no, because it's only happened twice in, in 17 games. So, so Plus the playoffs. Plus the, So it's happened twice right. in 19 games. So it's happening once every nine games, which would be minus 800. Would no, be no, the I, I understand the concept. It's just the thing that confuses me is we're talking about the punch going further— and now we're saying that, yeah, that's 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 a great point. Right? So it the is. punts going further means it's more likely he booms it. He, he doesn't from, even know his he own punts strength. from his own thirty-eight. He kicks it 
But again, Deep he doesn't the kick have returner. to boom it. They could just let it bounce and it rolls no, into not, the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So because of that, I'd be, I'd be. We more, don't want to push away against our other bet. All we've got to do is I'm, outkick his coverage and, one time, and, 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 and we're rooting for the Chiefs. Or to the, we're rooting yeah. for the and Chiefs also, to let it bounce. I got to tell smart. you, I don't want to lay minus four thirty because mm-hmm. there's in the Super Bowl. I think we're going to have better usage of. We're going to run out of money if we start laying minus okay. four thirty. So don't have major edges. Okay. Yes. And he just won four hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought a jacket. All right, so let's. <laughs> that's it. So he's got three twenty left. All right, let's look at these um, uh, same game parlay options. So let's start by I think putting those two together because yep. the premise. If he's right about the premise, they're both good bets. Yes. Right. So those Super Bowl special props are not available under the same game parlay tab. Okay. The only thing available under same game parlay tabs are the traditional game props. Right, so let's do this. This week you got a bonus episode, right? We won't. We, it's a prop f- special. Next week we'll do the, our normal one, which is the props with the same game parlay angle. Mm-hmm. All right, but it doesn't change. The DraftKings is a, a viable, or not only viable. I think a switch. Let's just say this, Faz, and you're not a, you're not like a, what do they call that? A hacky kind of you know, pro, you're not like Hank Kingsley. No, a shill. A shill. Great word. But if you had the opportunity to have a uh, an account with DraftKings, is it, what's the chance you wouldn't? Meaning Zero. you're in Nevada. Well, what? What's it? They, they might have told Fez, no thanks by now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might have what? had it and lost Let's it. Just say this: if you get to that point, got, <laughs> it's one of those good problems. As Marlo if, said, if you're going to stack the accounts that you absolutely positively have to have throughout the world, not just North America, not just the U.S., yeah. DraftKings is clearly. Top three. And the reason is simple. And we t- tell you straight here. One, they give you big bonuses. That doesn't affect you as much. but you Because in the scheme of things, you care about the other stuff more. Number two, the experience is so pleasant. I mean, there's nothing worse than trying to make an app work that doesn't work. There's some bad apps here in town. Navigating the apps is a nightmare and, and locally. DraftKings is nice. Yeah. And finally, it's the fact they have such broad offerings. Product. Yeah. They have it's it, imagine like you walk into like a Trader Joe's that's like five stories. That's what DraftKings as is. opposed to a place that has one organic stand with yeah. wilted lettuce. All right. And then there is one more piece, which is they have a lot of public batters, DraftKings, mm-hmm. which means the lines tend to be public. If you're betting dogs and contrarian stuff, you get juicy numbers. That's pretty simple. Yep. We'll take it home. We'll be back. Remember, you got the main dream preview this week. Then next week, another one. We're, by the way, we're doing three props each with some money, some real money on the line between us next week. And there'll be another one of these separate pods, same game parlay. I'm RJ Bell, but the star of this part was, did I say AJ? No, RJ Bell. It's AJ Hoffman, the star. Next week, he's an underdog to be the star, but we'll see. Talk to you then. <laughs>